When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vegas! We are on the strip. First take is live. Super Bowl 58, two days away. Let's go. My energy right now, sky high. Sight of the stadium, Allegiant. I got quite the crew with me. I got heavy hitters. It's a feel-good Friday. Your girl's feeling good. Let's fire it up. Not a lot of sleep, but a lot of energy. Your energy wasn't this high a couple seconds ago. Could, could we pause for a second here? Um, the, 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 the gloves, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that another it's day. It's called high fashion, it's called couture. Okay, okay. Shay Shay, good seeing you, doggy, doggy and Shay Shay together. Um, uh, Dan Olavsky, we Best were friends. We, 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 we were out to dinner last night. Oh. And I rolled you were and invited, I, went, I went out to dinner last night with the fam, and I ran into the NFL Live crew, and I saw Dan Olavsky, and I was like, you paying? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Of course not. Of course <laughs> I wasn't paying. The cheapest I man on the planet. Sorry I missed you. I was at an Usher listening party. You know, yes, his sir. new album dropped right. coming home. I got so, you. you know, <laughs> I, was, I was busy. What did you, was it a Zoom? Can I pick that up? That name you dropped. You, you, uh-huh. you, you did drop uh-huh. it, right? You did drop it. How was your party? Oh, yeah, you didn't invite any of us. I forgot. Right. That's good, so I wouldn't You know. got it, you got it bad. No, no, don't say it, don't no, 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 the, the, the new jam's good, good. All right, so the, the new album's fantastic, <laughs> though. But this show is going to be Mad Dog. Hello there, babe. Mad Dog in you? Vegas. You spending all your money? Look who else is here. We have Cam Newton on the show. That's never happened. Miles Garrett, fresh off his big award. Taylor Luan and Will Compton. It's going to be a lot of fun. So don't change the channel. We are locked and loaded. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's get into it. So two days away from Patrick Mahomes potentially winning his third Super Bowl, his fourth appearance at the big game. Mahomes, a familiar sight at these Super Bowls these days, reminiscent of Brady and the Patriots. One thing with winning, it sometimes turns you into the villain. Here's Mahomes on being that villain, stopping other teams from winning the Lombardi. I want to win. I want to go out there and continue to, to, to win football games. And I know some people won't like me just for the winning. And, but at the same time, I want to be a great role model to the kids watching the game as well. And so um, if I have to be the villain for some people, that's fine. Um, but I'm going to continue to be the same player that I've always been. Mm. When it comes to villains, I feel like I should go to Stephen A, but that's not. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> that's not. I like being the villain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't bother uh, you know me. You know a little something Why about being the villain. Why has he become the villain? Why, so, how, how has oh. Mahomes become the villain? Yeah. I didn't say because he is, but I'm saying I like because being called. Because people hate on you when you keep winning. We're going to Stephen A about to explain why he became the villain. With me? Yeah. With me? The villain? No, well, you explain why Mahomes has become the villain. I don't know. You know, because he's really, he's usually kicking everybody's butt. That's what happens. Yeah. You're usually when a villain. I mean, if you recall, there were times when Tom Brady was a villain. Yes. Um, and because people viewed him because he was winning entirely too much. Yeah. Uh, and, and you tip the scales. And when you know, I mean, I would know a thing or two about it when you win a lot. <laughs> and when you win a lot, you know what I'm saying? Haters, it breeds haters. Yeah. And you yeah. know what else? I mean, that's what it is, Dan Olaski. That's what it is. Also, when you moonlight playing a villain on, you know, daytime soap operas, you'd also know from that. It's a your villain, as well. A villain with a love interest. Let's not forget <laughs> oh, that. Let's not forget <laughs> that. You're not All right, Shannon, I'm coming to you. Let's get into the actual debate. Well, this 
Super Bowl be more about how Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy plays? I think it's going to come down to Purdy because for the simple fact, I don't think Kyle Shanahan will make the mistake the Baltimore Ravens made and get away from the run game. They still will rely heavily on Christian McCaffrey. So you have to neutralize something. you got to do a better job of uh, controlling the run than they did against Buffalo. So I think it's going to come down to Purdy, and you know every game, no matter what Super Bowl is, is going to come down to a throw. We saw Mahomes in his first Super Bowl. He asked for a play. EB said, hey, Andy, he wants this play. He made the throw. The difference was Jimmy G missed his throw because he had Emmanuel Sanders open. The game will come down to a throw, be it a third down, a fourth down, or a throw to keep the drive alive. And we've seen Patrick Mahomes in these moments. We know what Patrick Mahomes can do on the biggest stage on multiple occasions. I think it's time for Brock Purdy to step up and show that all the questions and concerns that people had earlier in the year, I'm going to put those to bed tonight. Listen, even if Purdy plays well, I don't know how the game isn't about Mahomes. He is the greatest quarterback for at least one game that I've ever seen. You know he's going to play well. The Tampa one three years ago was about the offensive line. They fell apart. Mahomes is going to play a big-time game. Played well against, obviously, Allen. What are you looking at me that way for? See, but, you just walked back a hot take you had on first take last week. No, my so hot take was Mahomes, the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I've said that a thousand now, times. And now today we're out here in Vegas. Maybe you just bet your money somewhere else. And you just said to me, he's the best Big quarterback game. we've seen for one game. Okay, you want me to say the career? I, I'll say the career. I think he's better than Brady. If I had a game to win right now in his peak, I'm taking Mahomes over Brady. And I know Brady's got seven, and Mahomes is not going to get there. And the other thing is, it's not about... Mahomes being a villain, it's about Chiefs fatigue. Yes. I think we're sick of seeing him. I mean, so here's the solution. Bet Kansas City. How could you how could you bet against Mahomes in games like this? Shannon, how do you bet against him? You can't. (laughs) I think both things you just said are ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Oh, get him. Chiefs fatigue? Yeah, absolutely. You were tired of watching. You didn't want to see Detroit. Nah, you you, you have to understand, you're, not a, you're an analyst. You're not a fan. Remember how Brady was? They loved Brady until he was in the Super Bowl damn near every year, Dan. and they hated him. Dan, you didn't want to see Lamar Jackson in the Detroit Lions? People. You didn't no, want to see Lamar get a shot in the city of Detroit? I picked Baltimore to win the game, yes. Yeah. I, 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 there's there's a desire to watch, like see other opportunity, but I'm not tired of watching greatness. But I'm why not tired is it that we always see you diagnose and dissect? stuff with such exceptionalism pre-game. But then when your outcome is wrong, we hear so very little from you Ooh. about how you were wrong. I'm just because this, wrong is the first that time, much. this is the first time That's I heard you say yeah. all week or the last two weeks about how you were wrong about Baltimore. I've been looking for you for two weeks to say that. <laughs> and I just heard it today. I was the first time it came up, Stephen. So just conveniently, <laughs> it's the first time it came up. This is what... You say the game's more about Patrick. Yep. And then you riddle off how great Patrick is and that we know he's going to be great. <laughs> then how is it not more about Purdy? How is it not more about a quarterback that has to go against a guy that we, and some people are saying, is the greatest of all time and is going to go into the Hall of Fame and might chase down Tom Brady's goat? It's got to be about Brock Purdy's performance. Tom, you know Patrick Holmes never lost a game inside? He's never lost a game playing inside of a dome. He would be the first guy to beat Patrick playing in ideal situations. You know, when was the last quarterback that played against this Kansas City defense and played good? There's been one since, like, October. Josh Allen. Every other quarterback has struggled against this defense. Who's Patrick lost to in the playoffs as quarterbacks? He's lost to Brady Brady and and Joe Burrow. So he's – Brock Purdy, within his second year – would put himself into a category of uh, I'm the I'm one of the guys that has beaten Patrick Mahomes right. with Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. All right, let me ask you this: Is Purdy? Can you see Purdy outplaying Mahomes in a game on Sunday? 
in any shape, way, or form. He doesn't have to. Can, I think he does. If Mahomes plays great and pretty plays I agree pretty with good, the fact Chiefs that he does. Win. I don't see him playing outplaying well, Mahomes, but if he does, the game is absolutely can, can, can about I, him. Can I say that? You know, I mean, far be it for me to stick to the storyline, right? The, the, the tagline Sunday more about Purdy plays or Mahomes. I'm going to answer the damn question. I'm going to okay. tell you it's about Purdy. Yes. I'm going to tell you it's about Purdy. And here's why I'm going to tell you it's about Purdy. Because you talked about Mahomes, doggy. So we can make an assumption. This is what we're going to get from Mahomes. The question mark is Purdy and how he's going to be utilized by Shanahan in order to be effective and efficient enough to overcome what we assume Patrick Mahomes is going to throw into the equation. Now we think about CMC, Christian McCaffrey, and we say, you know, a dip and dump the ball to him or let him run the football. And if he was running roughshod over them, the way Detroit was doing in the first half of that NFC championship game, then all bets are off. But what if Purdy gets loose? What if Purdy shows up and plays comparable to Patrick Mahomes the way Jalen Hurts did last year in the Super Bowl? Because when you look at the weapons that San Francisco has offensively, if Purdy plays to that level, they can win this game, obviously. And yeah. you've got some people who believe San Francisco is going to win this game. So I think this is more about Purdy because Purdy is the question mark. Yes. Mahomes is not. No. And that's why it's about Purdy. Let me ask you a question, though. I'll pose this to everybody. Let's just say both running games get stymied. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. you know ultimately it has to be about Purdy because we've seen Patrick Mahomes win games without a sufficient running game. Can we can Brock Purdy win a game without Christian McCaffrey going hog wild? I, I think he can because I think Shanahan's got enough evidence from that 2019 Super Bowl of the things that worked well versus Kansas City's defense. I know there's different people, but Spags is still the defensive coordinator. And so I still think there's the people on the outside. I, I, it, let, let me say this, Shannon. If the game run game gets stymied, then it becomes a George Kittle game. Like, Kittle would have to be eight for a buck ten to, for them right. to win. And, and Purdy is, is going to have to play very good. I, and, I, I totally back agree. To I totally agree. If both run games stymied, like if we sit here this, today, Friday morning, and we hypothetically say both run games stymied, Kansas City wins. Kansas City wins that game. Yeah. There's no question. Unless Purdy has this but performance no, but, that we go, it, it's a jaw drop. Kansas City's got top two defense in, in scoring and in total I, yards. I, I will say this too, though. We haven't mentioned Pacheco enough. Runs hard. Yes. Runs violently. Yes chews up yards, can really, really demoralize you. We haven't, we haven't seen him have to do it much, but he does have that capability. Sure, and I have not been enamored with what I've seen from San Francisco's run defense no. at times during this postseason. Green Bay and Detroit. So I'm not ruling out him being a big factor as mm -hmm. well. Without the running game, I think, I think uh, Purdy's going to have to have a Nick Foles day. If okay. he has a Nick Foles, well, you know what Nick Foles Nick went Foles against, right? New against New England. Yep. If he, 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 can he have a day like that? Do you believe that he can have a day like that? No, I mean, Nick Foles had one of the greatest performances in the history of the Super Bowls. I, I don't see that. Part of that game was because New England played man coverage and couldn't. Kansas City can. Like, Kansas City can line up and play man coverage. I don't think that Brock Purdy can just play drop-back football against the top two defense in the league with the struggling right side of his offensive line and say, I'm going to throw 40 times and we're going to push 400 yards. Right? Didn't Nick Foles Nick throw for, like, 400 378. yards? 378. Okay, so 378 yards in that game. I don't see that versus this th defense. Steve Spagnola always, always shows up in big games and makes you play like that left-handed to, to, right. to your weakness. I just don't see Purdy having that dominant yeah. 
performance. And remember, San Francisco has not played well here for a long time. They have. They did not play right. well against Baltimore. They got beat by the Rams, albeit didn't mean anything. They were very fortunate to beat Green Bay. Love killed the Packers in the last three drives. Five for nine, 30 yards and two picks. And the Lions should have won. And Purdy only had 10 points middle of the third quarter. So the idea now that all of a sudden Brock Purdy on a big stage. Yeah. Right. This is this is different than a game at home but, against but, the Lions Doggy, and Packers. But, Doggy, what do you make of the fact that covering for sports for as long as you have, I've heard you over the years on many, many, many occasions talk about the importance of moments. And Shannon, and to a lesser degree, Dio over the last several weeks have brought up how when it was time, when the moment called for it, was when Purdy showed up. And so even though he was struggling along the way, Fair. when he was pressed with his back against the wall and he had to step up and produce, he did it. When we lament yeah. the quarterbacks, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Dak Prescott or anybody else, when we lament what we're not seeing from them, it's not this plummet. It's not even a gradual decline. Yeah. It's the fact that a moment has arrived that called for you to be something more mm -hmm. than what you normally are, and yeah. you couldn't do it. Yeah. That has not been Purdy, and I think that we got to pay attention to that. Unfortunately, that was Lamar, but he did take home some other hardware last night. I want to transition there right now, guys. NFL honors. Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP for the second time. The award revealed last night at the honor ceremony. Action Jackson, a near-unanimous MVP, after one voter went with Josh Allen. One voter. Only 11 players in NFL history have won multiple MVP awards. Lamar joins legends such as Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, as well as Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, just to name a few. He recorded his second season with 3,000 passing yards, 800 rushing yards, the first player to ever do it twice. All right, Mad Dog, two MVPs in a sixth year, the youngest player to do that, but only two total playoff wins. With that being said, would you characterize this season as successful for Lamar Jackson? Absolutely not. And remember, he's the only quarterback on that of, of list who's won multiple MVPs without a Super Bowl. Yeah. Every other quarterback there has won one. Young won one. And, uh, every one I, of them. I don't know how anybody could Every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. And Jim Brown won a championship. He's a running back, as we know. I don't know how anybody can sit there and watch Lamar, who's lost three home playoff games, two and four in the postseason, and he was bad. He was bad against the Chiefs. And he got outplayed by Mahomes, who's hit and says, well, he's had a great year. Well, uh, MVP, he gets judged by different levels. He does. Like, well, you he have to win. He's making 40, 50 million a year. You got to win a Super Bowl. You got to get to a Super Bowl. He had a home field advantage. He was the number one seed second time. And he gets knocked off and was bad in the game. And we're going to sit there and say he had a great year. I don't care about awards. Well, this we're is the first year he really had all the pieces, though. Makes it worse. No, I'm saying so. Exactly. This, so this, no, so this, exactly. so this year is fair. For criticism in the past, we could he argue. Lost the Tennessee he lost at home. They went down out 14 loud. nothing in that game. It had seven drops. How oh, many? Stop. How many turnovers did he have? You, you see what you see what happens, what we're doing, dog. Every time when the Ravens win, Lamar was sensational. But when he loses, it's Greg Roman. When he loses, Todd Munkin. When he loses, uh, Zay Flowers should have done this. But what about the pick? What about the pick in the triple coverage? What about the decision? Bad decision by Lamar. Okay, then say That's that. Not, that is not the reason they lost that football game. Okay, no, that singular that play. Could have, that could have been a reason they won. Okay, but I can point to so many different things that are more important. They lost the AFC title game because their game plan. They didn't lose their AFC title Three. game because of the way Lamar did, played. Did, he does he this all the time. Up he does this all the time. Moments. Does Lamar step does, up in the big? He, he did not step up in the AFC championship. Absolutely, we have plenty of evidence. No, 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 no,
Could you do me one favor? Yes, sir. Could you still? Could you stop bringing up game planning? You know no. why? Let me finish. Let me tell you why. Because that always applies. Whether you win or lose, it has something to do with your game plan. And I'm it's always going to bring it up. up. I'm, I'm saying, but it always is the case. And I'm always any, going to highlight lo- if it's any, right or good any, or bad. Any loss that happens, any win that happens, you can point to game plan. But any loss that happens and any win that so, happens, so, 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 it never so, so, is so, never solely so, on the quarterback's so can, performance. So we cannot sit here. We cannot sit here and literally judge your individual performance because we have to lean on a game plan. No, I will. You can do whatever you want, but I'm going to look at the game and look at it in the totality and context. I can watch that AFC Championship game. There's nobody on the planet that can tell me that game plan was good. And there's nobody on the planet that can tell me that they lost because of Lamar's performance. But we can't sit sit there and say if Zay Flowers doesn't fumble the ball in a football for a touchback and and Lamar Jackson doesn't throw an interception in the triple coverage, we can sit up there and say despite the bad game plan, they could have still won. Absolutely. So was that the game plan that Lamar fumbled? Was that the game plan that he threw a bad pick? Was that the game plan that Zay Flowers fumbled? No, Shannon, you know that's all in, attached to the outcome it's of the game. It's always been attached, but we use a different metric because we like Lamar and we want to escape a criticism of being critical of Lamar. It's okay. No, I, it's okay, it's okay, Dio, to say Lamar didn't play well in the AFC Championship game. He did not game. play well in the but AFC no, Championship game. But no, that's not what game. you said. You said I it was said the game plan. The but you say game plan first, then Lamar didn't play well. That's right. Because it's hard for a quarterback to play well when the game plan is poor. So, the let me tell you what the great ones can do. The great ones have always been able to play above X's and O's. Now, name me the great quarterback that hasn't been able to play above the X's and O's. From Tom Brady to Peyton Manning to John Elway to all the Patrick Mahomes. But, so every time the great ones have won, it's been an ideal game plan. Peyton Manning a great quarterback? I, yes. And when Lamar Jackson a great quarterback? When they played in Seattle in the Super Bowl, was it Peyton Manning or was it because they got Peyton skunked? Peyton Manning didn't play well. But he it played. wasn't because they got skunked oh, by a he team. Was, he was he didn't you play well. You came on this submission. I no one. I from that game. I have said Lamar did not play well. It doesn't mean that this season is a disappointment oh, yes, for Lamar. It does. Oh, it's the Dan. first Tom, Tom, year Tom, Tom, in a new hold setting. Hold on, hold on. But Dan, he was hold all on, teed up this year. My, that was the point. It was all teed up for him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I actually do believe. It was a relative success for Lamar Jackson, okay? So I don't disagree with you with your overall point. Here's where I'm coming from, Shannon and Doggy, because I know you disagree. He got to an AFC championship game. That's number one. Number two, thank God we saw him in the postseason because he missed the the previous two years because he was injured. So not only that, and then you got your – and this is what we have to give credit where credit is due. He played a bad game in the AFC championship game. There's no denying that, and I get where you're coming from. What I'm looking at is – you were injured not one, but the two previous seasons, the last five games of the regular season going into the postseason. And on top of it all, you got your bag after holding out. You got your $260 million contract. Then you come out and you put forth an MVP regular season and you get to an AFC championship game. I can't label that failure. Thank you. That, that part, I can't do it can under just, those can, conditions. Can I just ask you, I know we don't have an A-list today. Give me your quarterback rankings right now. Like, if you have Patrick Mahomes, I want to know where... I'm not putting Patrick on the conversation. He's in, I'm, I'm okay. Patrick no I want to know ranked. where Lamar fits in in this uh, I would put I would put Lamar probably three or four. Okay, give behind, me. Behind, I, I think Josh Allen would be two. Probably Joe Burrow, three. Lamar, four. Um, healthy Rodgers in that conversation. But it, those are my top four. Well, so, Lamar, four, is that fair, No. Dog? I, I mean, here's how you judge this. With these quarterbacks... You got a game to win for your life. I'm taking Matthew Stafford over Lamar. I'll tell you right now, not even an issue. 
Uh, you see the way Stafford played against the Lions when he got his rear end beat and he went in 60 yards? Mm -hmm. You see what he played against the freaking you Bengals? You tell anybody about Stafford. I mean, well, I... you're a Stafford fan. Yeah. So that leaves me Stafford. I know Burrow's better. I know Allen's better. I know Mahomes is better. And I'm taking Rodgers. You want to count him? Because I think he's still going to be better when he plays next year. No, yeah, we got I, would, I, would not, I would not take Rodgers. You're not I taking not, that? I okay. would not take Rodgers because I've seen him in playoff lose to Jimmy G. That's I've fair. seen him lose playoff, playoff game after playoff game back to at back. Home. At, but he's won a Super Bowl. Is he question for the playoffs, like for one game or just the, the, as the player in and of itself? What, what, what are you asking me? Let you me are, ask you a question. Yes, sir. I just want to know where you had it. Marla, let me ask, can yeah, I ask ahead, you this? Go ahead. If I take Patrick Mahomes and I put him on Baltimore, is Baltimore in the Super Bowl? Yes, yes. or no? Yes. yes. What if you put Josh Allen? Yes, they're in the Super Bowl again. Uh, yeah. What if you put Matthew Stafford? No. Yes, they are. What if you put Aaron Rodgers? If you put no. Matthew Stafford on Baltimore, they're not in the Super Bowl? No. Oh, yes, they are. Guys, they weren't beating Kansas City with that game plan. I don't care what oh, anyone nonsense. says. What game about plan Joe is... Burrow? What about Here's Aaron my thing, Shannon. Here's my thing. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, no, because those guys, Marcus was, I remember in the game, in our group text, Marcus kept saying, Lamar, stop thinking and just go be the best yeah. athlete on the field. And he didn't, like Brock Purdy did. You came on the show today, and the words out of your mouth were, I don't expect the 49ers to say, make the same mistake that the Baltimore Ravens yes. did and to run the football. How can you say that and acknowledge that that was the biggest mistake in that game. And sit here and say the season is a disappointment it, for a young guy who just won his second MVP. A guy that won the, a guy that won the, he, this is his second. He was one vote away from being a two-time unanimous MVP. Yes. Now, if you want to say his individual season was a success because he won the title after getting the bag and showing everybody he was more than deserving yes. and earned that, that money, that's fine. Okay. But the team, this was a major, major letdown. And I've said Agreed. this year, even though the offensive line for Kansas City was bad, even though they were dropping, dropping passes by the wide receivers, I said Patrick Mahomes is not playing to the level of Patrick Mahomes. What we had grown accustomed to. I judge Patrick Mahomes on Patrick Mahomes, yeah. not all any right, other all right, quarterback. All right, all right. Here's what we're going to do. What Here's what we're going to do. Real spicy in Vegas, Stephen A. No, so how about we bring in a. a we will, we will. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. That one vote against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That jeopardizes why sports writers, people talk about how sports writers yeah. should be voting. Yeah. That was a stupid Not Homer right. vote by that individual, probably scared to go back in the locker room if he had voted against 100%. Josh Allen. That compromises everything. You have to be objective when you have a vote. And that writer, that writer was, I don't know who the hell it was, but that's an embarrassment. You're right about that. But we're going to sit up here and debate quarterbacks. I got a former number one overall pick quarterback waiting. And his name's Cam Newton, and I see him standing there. <laughs> Ready to go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets, but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Good day, welcome back to First Take, live from Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58. We are all fired up, Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, and we got a special guest, so let's get into it. All right, when Brock Purdy starts on Sunday, he'll become the eighth quarterback to start a Super Bowl within his first two seasons in the league. Joe Burrow did it a couple years ago. Before that, you had Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, Ben Roethlisberger, and some legends like Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, and Dan Marino. Cam Newton has been vocal about Purdy this season. Take a listen to what he said on the Dan Patrick Show this week. I think we have to stop this narrative that I do not like Brock Purdy. That's not the case. I'm a fan of Brock Parody, but I just call it how I see it. And I think what he's been able to do with getting guys the football has been something that we've seen um, a lot of people do, but not at this level. Game changer is at the top sphere of talent. Are you saying Brock Parody is in that realm? No. Okay. So going back to my first thought was like like we have to normalize the truth i'm not this is not coming from malice this is not coming from hatred yeah. this is not coming from there's times where i've said i've held myself to that same standard i did not play my best football when i was forced to try to just be a game changer we've been waiting to have this conversation with you in person all right <laughs> Former number one pick, MVP, all pro, Cam Newton. I've been doing the show for a long time. You finally come on. It is so good to have you, sir. It's good to see you, bro. Welcome yes. to Vegas. Yes. The fresh hat. We're into it. All right, let's dive into this because you're go. making let's a lot go. of noise with this Purdy game manager take. Do yeah. you trust him on a game-winning drive in the Super Bowl? I trust his resources. Good answer. I trust Debo. I trust George Kittle. I trust Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk, mm -hmm. I trust those guys. And at 
as he has those at his disposal. So yes. So it is is it's that. I think it's it's no hate. It's no you can't corner that narrative of, you know, he's bitter, he sounds this, he's that. It's not that. It's is when I think about the 49ers, it's a loaded team. And did he ask for that? No. But he's been playing lights out football, something that a lot of He's, a lot of people have took notice too, mm-hmm. and he's in this position because right. he has been playing great ball. So, yeah. Well, I'm going I'm to take this conversation and I'm going to hand it over to Shannon and, and, and Doggy, but I want to say this on national television. As a show, personally, me personally, I owe you an apology. We owe you an apology, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because whether we agree or disagree yeah. with your synopsis, your, your dissection of Brock Purdy and whether he's a game manager as opposed to a game changer yes, or anything like that, what it deteriorated into right. was people questioning whether you had the right to say it. Yes, sir. That was never the intent. You former number one overall pick, former league MVP, who took a team to a Super Bowl appearance yep. with less. Right the quarterback position. So to me, it's not a matter, Shannon, of agreeing or disagreeing. You had the right to have the opinion that you had. So I want to say on national television, I'm going to take onus for that. Even though I I wasn't calling you out like that. Damn it. They were talking about it on the show. So you you deserve an apology for that. That's all I wanted to say about that before I hand it over to y'all. The greatest quarterback in our game was a game manager. Elite. But let me tell you why. Because oh. Tom Brady could oh, Tom. Under, Tom Brady could understand very early on what the goal, the game called for. Mm-hmm. I need to throw for 400 this game. Yeah. Nah, you see the way that defense is playing. You see, nah. I just don't need to put the ball in harm's way. Look at Patrick Mahomes in the second half. He was a game manager because he and Andy came to the conclusion there's no way Baltimore can beat us if we don't give them a pick six or a scoop and score, put the ball in harm's way or put them on a short field. Make them drive 80. Make them drive 90. And I want to tell this story, and I'm going to turn it over to you, dog. We was playing Kansas City in the divisional round, and it was fourth and one. I think we are probably on like the 30-yard line. And Mike called timeout, and he wanted to go for it. And John said no. Don't do that. Don't let them get this crowd into the ball game. Let's punt the ball. Make him make them drive the ball. So in that moment, John Elway, we know who he was. He's a former MVP and would later win Super Bowl MVP. He became a game manager because he understood what the game called for. Right. I get what you're saying. People try to corner me. Is he elite? I said, look, I look at I'm. I guess I measure you and I measure eliteness on a different level. Yes, sir. Because I said it needs to become with consistency and it needs to come with time. Right. But we live in a society now. We want everything to be what we wanted. One game got thrown for 350, right three touchdowns. Oh, Healy, yeah. after one game? Right. You've seen enough yeah. after one game yeah. to call somebody elite. Yep. It helped to pump when Elvis Gerbach was the chief quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he was. He was. Now, do we give Purdy? I agree with you. I mean, and remember, when Samuel didn't play, Trent Williams didn't play the last three games. Yeah. And you have every right to say what you want. If I can say stuff like that, I That's didn't right. play, yeah. you can say stuff That's like right. that. Exactly. That's the bottom line. Little Chris Russo can say Purdy's a game manager. Right. So can Cam Newton. That's right. number one. Number two, though, do we give Purdy a lot of credit for the Green Bay game? 
He had the weapons the whole game. He did not play well. Should have had pick sixes. And then that last drive with the season on the line, right. six of seven, spread right. the ball around, even Kittle dropped one, yes. and they scored the game-winning touchdown. But this is the thing that we have to talk about sports, especially in football. Okay. There's so many different determinant factors in football, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take the greatest of all time. If Adam Vinatieri shanks that field goal, yeah, what are we talking about? What are we really yeah, talking the about? If changes. the tuck rule is not, it, he didn't a lot get of to the Super a lot of those things are are happens because of so many factors that plays. I, I heard the segment before in regards to a successful year with Lamar Jackson. It was a lot of things. It wasn't just Lamar. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's things that happens behind the scenes. It may be a defensive stop. It may be this. It may be that. My last thing, too, in regards to Tom Brady, and obviously people know that I had a stint, you know, um, in New England. England. Yeah, I want to get into that after. I had access to watching how he played this game. Tom Brady was playing faster than people were thinking. Right. Playing faster than what you're thinking. His ability to go from one check to the next check to the next check, it was just, it was, it was like masterful. So dare I not mention elite game managing as a, as a art of swordsman right. to be able to, you know, attack a defense. So there's a skill to it. As a, it's an elite but, skill. But the one thing that I will bring up is this, and I think that as, as reporters, as scribes, as commentators, we do have a right to attack this point. When you bring up Lamar Jackson, right? History. What I mean by that is, what would we have done to Cam Newton if Cam Newton was the number one seed with that squad? Mm -hmm. What would the expectations have been? What? In other words, the when on constant levels, no matter what the sport is, right. I constantly hear from Hall of Famers imploring me to hold those dudes accountable the way you held them accountable. Mm -hmm. So when Shannon Sharp comes on the air with me, I, I, this is what I love. They sit up there, the hell with you. Well, you know, you didn't play. Well, he did. Yeah. And he's saying the same thing. For sure. Now what you got to say. So in other words, which way you want it? <laughs> oh, you go attack Stephen A because he didn't play. Well, this brother's three-time Super Bowl champion and Hall of Famer. Right. And then you attack him too. Well, which one is it? Correct. So when I'm looking at it from that perspective, I'm saying, what is the standard? Is it the standard determined by history? And doesn't history get to measure what present should be? Absolutely. But it's still a lot of that goes into it. Okay. It's a lot of – so – it's two different folds, and it's perfect analogy here. We're determining Lamar's success off of the inability to win a game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That he wasn't blown out. Right. It was a one-score game. Yeah. Right. So that means the defense could have got a stop. Right. There was a questionable call. Right. You know, pass interference. That was yep. questioned too. Yep. Uh, it was just so many different things that could have happened. All right. Cool. Okay. That's the bad. The good is everybody's doing their job for the 49ers, and we see that type of success. Brandon Ayuk bounce, catches a ball that bounces off of a head, and then, boom, that's a play to be had. Right. Certain things not being called. Uh, and it is what it is. So there are not mention the factors to the fact of what we're really talking about. How would Cam Newton have judged his season? You're 15-1. and one. You lose a home championship game, yes, and you become the MVP. How would Cam have judged his season? Well, I did as much as I possibly could to put my team in the position to win. And that's all. Like, at the end of the day, we all say these things. I play to win the game. Right. Okay, now put a microscope to that. I have to do my job just right. like, man, uh. 
you know, going into that locker room, going into that huddle, it's t 11 guys that needs to do one job, yeah. not one guy trying to do 11 jobs. Correct. Mm -hmm. But, but, when you're great, the belief is you take into account the ability to spot those on that particular day I'm talking about mm -hmm. that ain't doing their job. How do you make up for it? Because when you're great, and you're you're paid to be great and the recognition and notoriety you receive validates your greatness as well There is more that's expected from you as opposed to some dude riding the bench yeah, But you still have to listen going back to Tom Brady Tom Brady greatness wasn't great when he you know We identified that greatness when he had Randy Moss. Okay, Tom Brady greatness happened yes. when he had Danny Amendola. Yep when he had Julian, Julian Edelman, Edelman yep. these unproven Detroit at that Brown, particular yeah. point West, of time. Him, he was also West clutch West. in the biggest moment. For sure, but he gave guys opportunities, and the moment was never too big for yes. Danny Amendola, uh, uh, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. Those guys said, Stepped give up. me an opportunity. Studs. Yeah. Studs. And, and, and made plays. Can I transition real sure. quick? Because sure. this is still baffling to me, and I want to go back to your stint in New England, and maybe you have some answers. So. In my time, I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. He is. He's a genius. Why does he not have a job? Can it's, you can you explain this to me? I don't I don't know Williams' situation. Like he can enjoy the fruits of his labor. That's okay too. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily know. I think people know what he brings to the table, what he brings to a franchise. Uh, and I think the thing when I first got there, Robert Kraft assured me that you're not going to meet a, have another franchise that's going to be pulling in alignment in the in the same direction. Robert Kraft never questions Bill's, you know, judgment on mm -hmm. on players and everything else. I don't know if other people are able to give him that. Well, I think it's easy. I think the answer to that question is easy, y'all. It's yeah. very very simple. You see guys getting hired today; they're younger. Yeah. And what happens is they want their own thing. Bill Belichick's been running his own shop for two decades. Yeah. Do you believe for one second that some young dude that uh, Bill Belichick has forgotten more football than that individual may know mm -hmm. is going to be able to oversee anything Bill Belichick is running? They're not going to hire him because they don't want to have to deal with that. They know how knowledgeable and accomplished he is, and they're in no position to tell him anything. Man, listen, winning comes at a cost. I'm talking about the young kids that, that got those GM jobs and stuff like I'm that. I'm speaking on regards to right. the people who was making the hiring. It right. comes with a cost. Right. You want to put your ego aside or you want to win? There you go. Yeah. Simple and plain. And are, you, are you going to be able to ask that of Coach Belichick? But I think it's, it goes a little further. I okay. think it's twofold. Okay. I look at Coach Belichick's career pre-Brady, with Brady, post-Brady. Yeah. Now, how they look. Now, he's not going to have Brady at one of these stops. That's right. Also, at 70-plus years of age, how does that message resonate with the young guys when you don't have a Tom Brady-like quarterback to oversee and smooth everything out? Let me, let me say that to, me, uh, to this point, too. The year that I came in, yes. it was more than just the absence of Brady. Linebacker, safety, Patrick Chung. Uh, you had a lot of leadership that left, too. Yeah. Brady was obviously the, the, the public figure that garnered a lot of attention. Julian Edelman being injured, those guys didn't know the consistency of how practice is able to, how, how to be a pro. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't just Brady, Rob, you know, like contrary to what people may believe, it was so much that was flushed 
in a one to two year span that I don't think he could gain his footing from, you know, in that locker room. Because now you're depending on other sources that aren't vetted to be thrusted into that that realm of the Patriot way. All right. Two wanna, quickies? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and then I want to talk about well, Cam. Well, one on Brady. Sometimes you can be heroic in a losing cause because I thought that game against the Giants who beat Brady up like you wouldn't believe. That year he had Moss yes, sir. and they were undefeated. Yes. Brady, I was in yes. Glendale. I was, I was at the 50. I was at the 50-yard line. Uh, Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in the upper deck. Yeah, I believe you. His performance that day, right. oh, he got beat a giant with Tuck and, uh, and Strayhand. Oh, JPP. he killed him. Yeah. And I came out of that. He got sacked five times. I came out. I said, geez, you know what? All right, he lost the perfect season. God, what a performance that was in a losing court. Kurt Warner. When he lost to the Patriots the first year, he had 17 points in the fourth quarter. Warner played a great game, and he lost. See, the problem I have with Lamar, he did not play a great game. If Baltimore loses to to, to Kansas City and it's 31-28, and even if he threw an interception late but he played real well, I'd say, ah, you know what? I got to give him a pass. I didn't get that in the championship game. That's what bothers me. Yeah. All right, Cam, we could talk to you all day, but we want to talk about you for a second before we let you roll. We know you have a lot of stops, a lot of projects you're dabbling. No, they got a know. lot of stops. They got you, to come <laughs> holler at me. Yeah. You, you got a lot. You got a whole deal, too. Uh, tell us what you're doing with your fourth and one podcast, what we can expect. Man, listen, I'm just trying to, you know, I, I told Shannon this. I think we're in a modern-day evolution of athlete-generated content. When have we ever been able to speak our truth about certain things? Not to take away from Mad Dog and, you know, Stephen A. Everybody has direct-to-consumer goods, and that's what a podcast. No, 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 I didn't say it like that. This is how I actually said it. And coming from a person who's been burnt in media in a way that things got thrown out of proportion, you know, for me to be able to have my take, no pun intended, um, with the narrative of what Cam really meant, I mean, you've seen it happen. I mean, obviously, the back of my shirt says game manager versus game changer. Which one are you? That was a, a segment that or a stint of 15 seconds that people just ran with it. They didn't know the graph that I was kind of going off of. I had an unbelievable conversation with, you know, ESPN's Kimberly Martin. And when I we talk, love Kimberly, I do, too. Right. And at the end of the day, I was telling her, it's like, you guys have way more airtime than me. Mm-hmm. I've made on my podcast, Funky Friday, as well as on my sports show, Fourth and One, I only have an hour and 30 minutes to get my point across. And if I have to come back, it'll just be another hour and 30 minutes. Molly will be on TV for at least six hours this morning, and that's at the bare minimum. Stephen A., you have the ability to be not only on the morning segment, but the evening segment. That's a lot of airtime. So I'm saying that in this Athlete-generated content, we see it with Ocho and Unk. We see it with The Pivot. We see it with I Am Athlete. We see it with Podcast P. We see it with, you know, the whole cast. with the Kelsey Brooks. Everything. Mm -hmm. And And it's how people are digesting their content. And for me, I've always stood on authenticity. You may not like what I say. You may not agree with what I say. But talk about what I said. Don't talk about me. Because if I were to go back and do my research on Mad Dog, Molly, Unk, Stephen A., who I found some doggone demons, wouldn't I? But at the end of the day, it's just great content that I just want to 
get out. It's the messenger. If I don't like the messenger, I won't like the message. That's a fact. Yeah. If I love the messenger, I'll like the, okay. I'll love the message. I love I love all you guys. You got to come back, Cam. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. I got to get into commercial break. Absolutely. More to talk to you about. And, and congrats on, on all you're doing there. The NFL offers a complicated entry point into multiple conversations. So it makes sense some of the game's most impactful names resonate far beyond the gridiron. Take the late Jim Brown, for instance, who made social issues the bedrock of his life. Or Marlon Briscoe and Willie Thor, who made history as the first black quarterbacks in the AFL and NFL, respectively. Or James Shaq Harris, who withstood racist taunts to become the first black man to start as an NFL quarterback. Modern day guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Michael Bennett, and Colin Kaepernick, who, with a single knee, forced football fans and America at large to talk about the racial injustices toward black people. These men, and so many more, didn't just make NFL history, they're a part of American history. Karam and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day brought to you by the capital one venture x card earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips plus receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1300 airport lounges and a 300 annual credit for bookings through capital one travel Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Good day. Welcome back to First Take live from Vegas, side of Super Bowl 58. It's a feel-good Friday. We are having a good time. Christopher Mad yes. Dog Russo, you love to spend your wife's money. <laughs> right? Let's make some folks at home some money and have some fun this weekend. It's time for Sportsbook's prediction. Mad Dog, here's number one. More or less than 259 and a half passing yards for Patty Mahomes, your GOAT. I would go less than that. Remember, he did not throw for that against Baltimore, and he did not throw for that much against Buffalo. And they went up and down the field against Buffalo. He wasn't over 269. You got to figure the Niners will run the ball. I think a lot of Pacheco. I would go under 269. That's a lot of yards. But not, not for Patrick Mahomes considering the San Francisco defense, what we've seen over the last five to six weeks wasn't what we saw over the first 10 weeks. That's fair. And we saw Jordan Love have a great day That's for the first three too. quarters. But you need a big receiver. He does. He's going to throw a lot of that tight you know, end. Yeah, yeah. Nine-yard pass play. I, I got that, two more. He's throwing for more than that. I got two more. Mad Dog, more or less than 243-and-a-half passing yards for Brock Purdy. Uh, listen, I think if it's more, you're in trouble. They need to run the ball with McCaffrey. I think you'll see a lot of little passes to McCaffrey. Chiefs play good defense with those two corners. I would definitely say less for Purdy at the 250. I'm, I'm going to say more because I think some of those passes are going to be the Christian McCaffrey. Because you have some big just, plays. Just Short Janet? passes. Yeah, probably. I, I, think he's, I think he's going to be somewhere around 275, 300. All right, okay. so you both disagree with me. All right, All right, one more three. quick, dog. It's kind of hard-hitting, so brace yourself. Uh, what color Gatorade will be poured on the winning head coach? They actually got a prop bet for that? Yeah. yeah. If it's Andy Reid, big red. I mean, it's got to be That's red, That's fair. Right? Yeah, red. I don't know if they – you think they actually get the blue uh, – the red Gatorade there? At, and, well, and I, I, the I, moment? I'm detail-oriented. I'm, I'm detail-oriented, so I'd play on that. Come on, you think? Are you planning? Okay, give, me give me your answer. Blue. Red. Blue. Blue. Yellow. Red. Yellow? There isn't even yellow. No, whatever yes, the hell is. Yeah, there there is they don't really, I don't, you don't normally see orange anymore. It's like the no. blue or the red. Right. Yeah. I'll go blue. No, no. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there.